prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. I am Xander and with me today we have Big Punch and Glitch. Yo, what's up? You ready to box? And Black Eye Chops. I'm gonna smack you in your jaw. And we are talking about one of my favorite games, Super Punch-Out for the Super Nintendo, not to be confused with Super Punch-Out the arcade game. Oh, oh, not to be confused. Uh, oh, I just did Punch-Out. Yeah, I got confused. Why does it? Why is it every time we record one of my favorite games, something goes horribly wrong? See, I did research on Joe and Mac 2. I thought that's what we were doing. No, Super Punch-Out. They don't even have the same words. No, you, no, you said Joe and Mac 2. I just heard it. I said Joe and Mac 2 like a bunch of months yeah. ago when we did Joe and Mac 1, and I was real <laughs> excited about Joe and Mac 2. Oh. And then Chops did... <laughs> Joe and I Mac did Punch Out with Mr. Dream. <laughs> yeah, not even the Mike Tyson version. Y'alls are the worst. Yeah, so yeah, we're doing Super Punch Out. When did this come out, Xander? That's an excellent question. <laughs> oh, can I guess? Because depending on who you ask... Yeah, go ahead and guess. Uh, let's see. Was it uh, our great Independence Day of that year? July. No. Dang it. <laughs> if you ask IGN or Wikipedia, they'll tell you September 14th, 1994. Oh. If you yeah, ask, that seems right. If you ask the fandom wiki and like game FAQs, it will tell you October 1st, 1994. So sometime in the fall of 1994. <laughs> That's fair. That's for sure. And then Japan got it in 98. Did they? Yeah. Do you not know about the history on that? No. So That's why we record these episodes. Yeah, so I can so learn so, things. So we can all learn. So the game was technically never released as a physical copy in Japan. Uh, how they got it was through this thing called Nintendo Power Cartridge. Uh-huh. And it was a blank cartridge, kind of like a memory card, where you would go to the store and they had a Nintendo Power copier and you could download games onto this cartridge. What? And that was the only way that it was available in Japan was through this Nintendo Power copier that they would just copy the game onto this cartridge that held like eight slots. And then you'd, you'd play like a, like a multi-game cartridge. That's amazing. I'm, so, I'm seeing a release date of March 1st, 94 for Japan. <laughs> what yeah dude no yeah on the fandom page that you said it had the the date of october also listed march 94 as the day it came out i don't know what they're talking about i don't know <laughs> what anybody's talking about there's a lot of mystery around this game no one knows when this game came out we just know that one day it was here and we were happy about it into existence it came and many lives were changed since then yeah, it does. So on here it says the Nintendo Power cartridge came out in March of 94, but on Wikipedia it claims it came out in 98. No one, Either way. Again, again <laughs> so they, this is just a game that it's a fever dream and then it's here now somehow. But they essentially, they, they never got a physical copy release, which actually is the reason why its sales weren't as high as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, which is probably why we didn't, we never got like a sequel to Super Punch-Out until the Punch-Out for the Wii in what was that 2006 
No, it would have been much later. That would have been like 2009. Yeah, I think it was later like that. Which that is minus steel in the sealed plastic packaging. Nice. Mine oh, still was never purchased. You're keeping it for uh, when you go to sell it later? The... Yeah, it's not worth that much. Yeah. So what was... Uh, I know, Chops, uh, you, you have not really played this game at all, have you? Correct. That's a bummer. It's not yeah, a bummer. A bummer. I, I don't actually feel bad about not playing this game. <laughs> I actually also don't feel any drive to play this game. That's but fair. I will say that punch out speed runs are some of my favorite things to watch and we'll get into that more later but of course of my favorite thing of this game is the speed run tony what can you tell me about your first experience with super punch out uh this was a game we probably got for christmas or maybe it was me or my brother's birthday mm-hmm. and we played this a ton i that's why i was surprised when i looked at the sales it was so low because I thought this was something that like everybody had, but it could have just been like one of those North American releases where in North America, everybody had it, but over mm-hmm. the world, it wasn't. Uh, I do remember I would get really good at this game and I would beat all the time trials and my brother Tom would get mad because I would beat his time trials and be like, no man, we got to have the same amount of records <laughs> on the cartridge. So I had to like let him learn how to beat a time and not beat it. Wow. Yeah, it is It is kind of funny how it just does, like, the best times on the cartridge. And if you're not in that top ten, you just don't get ranked. Yeah. Uh, and then the same person can keep doing the same thing. Like, I've got the one record, because uh, I played this when they put this out on the, the Switch uh, SNES games. And I think, I, oh, man, I did really good on that, that run of Bald Bull. And, oh, nope, I didn't, because all my other ten scores were way better, and I just didn't even place as I played. So does that, on the Nintendo Online, does it have a global time, too, where it shows you how you do against other people? I don't believe so. Okay. I, don't think I thought that would of, be cool. Yeah, that yeah. would be pretty sweet. Uh, but it doesn't. I don't think it has any sort of online capabilities. Like, there's not, like, a special version of it or anything. And if they have, it's not been released, released yet. Now, did they change anything? Because I know, like, with a lot of games, like Tech Mobile, they didn't have the Players Association release so like names aren't on it did you notice anything different between the original and the switch version or does it look basically the same well it's interesting that um all of the the uh 16 fighters in this game uh, are all based on real people uh like there is an actual bald bull there's a super macho man so all the names are changed in the switch version yeah i thought so yeah (laughs) oh really that's interesting (laughs) no no i don't i didn't notice anything different about it that all that all plays the same for me. I've never through all the different versions. I have this this game complete in the box. Uh, I've got it on um, the SNES Mini. I've got it on my Switch, and I don't notice a difference between any of them. I don't notice much of an input lag or anything. But that might be because I'm not a hardcore speedrunner of the game. I'm just decent. <laughs> so I've got uh, I've got nothing there. So. Uh, I noticed the game was made, developed by the same team that did the original. So it was uh, Genyo Takeda and his team from RND3, mm-hmm. which is basically like the team that did a lot of their hardware. So mm-hmm. if you ever like look up their list of games they made, it's not like a hefty list. There's just a, just a handful of games, but they're all great. What do you mean? They they did uh, what? Star Tropics? Yes, they did Star Tropics. That's mm-hmm. a great game. I didn't say they were bad. 
I mean, <laughs> listen, they made the Wavebird wireless controller. Dude, the Wavebird? They should get, they should get Nobel Prizes. For they that. absolutely should. They, the Wavebird might be really my should. favorite gaming controller of all time. Yeah, it's a, we should it's do amazing. an episode all on gaming controllers. We could. I'm not opposed to it. Um, to jump back, I, the the first time I played this, since nobody asked, I'm just going to interject and say. I so let's talk care. about the gameplay. You guys want to talk no. about the gameplay now? <laughs> <laughs> so Xander, what was your f- first experience with this game? Um, it's a long it's a long story. I picked up a copy of of Nintendo Power when I was visiting family in Lower Indi- in, uh, Southern Indiana, and it had Donkey Kong Country on the cover. And I liked the magazine so much that I talked my mom into buying a subscription for me. And the first issue that I got as my subscription was from February of 95 that had Mega Man X on the cover. Ooh. Or Mega Man X2, I should say. Boo. And in that... <laughs> X2 was great. Shut up. Um, and in that issue, there was a long spread of, like, probably... A centerfold? A long... <laughs> centerfold of Bob, Bob Bald Are you actually dumb? Like, yes. What's, it's, it's, I said Nintendo Power. I didn't say... <laughs> Nintendo Playboy, <laughs> which is a which is a really an obscure a uh, sexy magazine. It's, it's an obscure accessory. It's uh, it's got pictures of Bowsette, I think I heard. Oh, okay. Anyway, Sorry, to interrupt. Um, just kind of going in depth on all the fighters and and techniques of how to get the fastest times, uh, or at least the fastest times that they would tell you about. Um, and I always remembered that it, I thought it looked really cool. And then uh, one day I went up to the rental shop and there wasn't really anything else there, but I kept seeing Super Punch-Out. And I thought, well, this is getting enough coverage in the magazine. Maybe I should check it out. And then I fell in love with the game. Did uh, Nintendo magazines have a lot of advice on games? Because I don't remember them doing that pretty often. Yeah, they, they went pretty in-depth in, in a lot of them. They would, I mean, there were some times where it was just like, here's this game that's coming out. Here are some screenshots and here's all these things. But then there were other times where there were like they had full maps. They were like mini players guides for a lot of stuff. Oh, oh yeah, the maps helped me out a ton, especially with a lot of the NES games that we had. Yeah, they used to run like print out like screen by screen maps of like Mega Man stages and stuff. Oh wow, I don't remember that. It was probably just too young to remember to what I read. Maybe, but uh, yeah, the the Nintendo Power. It was almost like if they were making a player's guide for it, they would cut a little bit out and put it in the magazine and be like, okay, here's uh, here's how you do these certain things. Yeah, so, hanging, hanging on my wall is the second quest map of Legend of Zelda from the Nintendo Power. That's awesome. Yeah. Is is this game a port of the arcade? No, it is not. Or is it the other way around? The same way that Punch-Out is not a, a port of the arcade game Punch-Out. Oh, it's just a console made with the same name. Gotcha. Yeah, right. I mean, this one's more of a remake than the original Punch-Out was because a lot of this pulls more of the characters and the fighting style, which had that, like, what is it, mesh? The, the, yeah, the, the wireframe? It's almost like the wireframe. So, so it was a wireframe in the arcade, but in this one it was more like a translucent yeah. character. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so they had that, and then, like, uh, was it Bear Hugger, Piston Honda? Those people weren't in the NES Punch Out, but they came over to this version. So I would say this is more of a remake. Well, Piston Honda was in the NES version, but it, Piston Hurricane is the one. Yeah, that's Piston in. Hurricane. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only the only fighters that came back from Mike Tyson slash Mr. Dreams Punch Out uh, are Bald Bulls, uh, Super Macho Man, and um, Mr. Sandman. Is well, um, Ball Bull is in the original arcade, right? Yeah, no, I'm saying from the NES version. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, is it still Mac? 
So here's so, the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, I, 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 my ruling is yes. Um, but there's a lot of debate because they never, not even in the manual or at no point in the game is the character referred to as little Mac. Um, but in, in two different versions or two different, uh, I guess, ports of the game, um, or at least references to those games like Smash Brothers Ultimate and Smash Brothers 4, the one for Wii U and 3DS. When Little Mac became a player, one of his alternate skin colors matches that of Super uh, Super Punch Out. So maybe yeah, it's more or less like we see that they forgot to mention it. Yeah, but they don't say it's someone other than Little Mac. So it's and essentially then, Little Mac by default. And then one of the other uh, the thing that that kind of seals it for me is: Did you guys ever play Fight Night? No. No. So it's a, it's a series of like realistic boxing games that came out around like 2002, maybe 2002, 2003, uh, where you used the analog sticks to swing your punches. So if you wanted to throw an uppercut, you had to go like down and to the right and then swing it up. So almost like you're punching. Oh, cool. Yeah, th- those are super cool games. And Fight Night Round 2 came out and uh, the GameCube version, uh, you could unlock Super Punch-Out was a bonus little thing there and if you did that and i'm pretty sure if you finished if you unlock super punch out and then finish the game you unlocked a 3d model of little mac and it was based on the super nintendo game oh cool so that so the evidence is there yeah so the evidence is there that that you know he's modeled after the super punch out he's got the blonde hair and he comes out and they call him little mac so interesting as far as i'm concerned it's it's the same dude <laughs> In the arcade, I don't believe they say they give him a name, though. I think it's up on the marquee, actually, at the top of the screen or at the top of the cabinet. I think it just says like player one, though. Oh, maybe. And uh, so, I mean, there were a lot of similarities from the arcade. They had the KL bar, which wasn't mm-hmm. in the the NES version. Yeah, the NES version had the stars that would go over your head, and that annoyed when I started playing Super Punch Out. My brother was like, "Oh, this is just like, you know, this is the Punch Out I know. Let me try playing it," and he would play it. And every time his super meter was going full, he would pause the game. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm trying to do the super punch. That's how you do it. I was like, no, you have to hit A. <laughs> and so he never got into this game because this, the controls were different. He couldn't get past that. Yeah. So in the in the NES game, it was a star and it would give you one solid punch. But in this game, as long as the KO bar was full, you could do your powerful punch or that combination, depending on was it if you held it down or if you yeah. So it. if you if you just if you just press, you have basically four different super punches. You have the super hook, which is you, you don't press any directional buttons and you just press the button and you swing with, I believe it's your uh, left arm um, and you do a, a body blow super punch. Um, if you press up and press A, then you, with your right arm cock back and you do a super uppercut. And then if you tap A without a direction, then you do like a bunch of uh, body blows. Yeah. And then if you do up and tap A, then you do a bunch of super uppercuts over and over again. And just like the arcade, this only had one round with three minutes, whereas the and it was NES actually version, three minutes. <laughs> yeah, instead of the NES, where it was like what, like thirty seconds? It was like three minutes, but you were your time was gone, and like yeah, I think it was thirty seconds. It was crazy, like the time just went down so fast, and you just kept going in rounds and rounds and rounds, like until someone got knocked out. Yeah, um, it's like real scene. boxing. It gets boring after a while, right? And the other neat thing about uh, Super Punch Out versus the original and by original I mean the NES punch out is they uh, added counter punches which would put the the, the opponents in like a dizzied state mm-hmm. um, and so you could get extra punches in if you could time that just right so if they were going to throw a, a face like a jab you could jab them with the same side 
and you could catch them off guard and it would either uh, do nothing if you if you didn't time it right or if you did it just right they would be stunned and you could get all your punches in and those could lead into actual dizzy animations which if you then timed a super punch you could knock them right out regardless of how much health they had yep uh, i remember the first time i got someone into a dizzy animation i was so confused because like i don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and i think it was against um one of the bruisers too and if you get them with the power punch like as they're coming back you can it's like an automatic knockdown right yep i did not know that <laughs> so yeah, i would just I, like like get prepared for them and then he'd like get himself all set this, and then kick my butt this game was really hard the first time i played it um i remember having a hard time with bear hugger like he's the second guy you fight mm-hmm. and you know his gimmick is you punch him in the face or you try to punch him in the face he blocks and then he does like the bear hug where he just hits you and it took me forever oh i gotta block down and it wasn't until years later i realized that if you time it right you can hit him in the stomach and stun him but you just have to wait for him to be like winking at you uh but otherwise there's two fat characters that will just like get hit in the stomach and do nothing but like laugh at you and you lose like two or three seconds off your time yeah i'm sorry oh i was gonna say the i the duck you could actually duck in this game versus Like in the NES version, it was kind of like more of like a dot. Like it Bob was a lean. Yeah, it was like a lean mm-hmm. that he did. But this one was like a full-on just duck. And a lot of the people you had to do that with. Um, But I was also going to say, so there was a game. You could save your game in this. And then, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there was the time attack mode. Mm-hmm. Which was basically you going up against whoever you wanted and trying to improve your time. Yeah, so instead of having to play like with the NES punch out, if you had passwords, you can go right to whoever you wanted. But you could once that fight was done, you just kind of continued on. This one, you could just pick wherever you want. You didn't have to worry about. I mean, you had to have fought them in uh, world uh, the circuit mode, where you yeah. actually go through and fight all of them. But once you've done, once you've beaten them in that, then you can you can play them in time attack mode. The other, well, many, uh, what's up? How many characters did you say there were? There are sixteen. Okay. Because there are four circuits, and there are four fighters in each circuit. Right. There are there's the minor circuit which consists of uh, Gabby J, Bear Hugger, Piston Hurricane, and then Bald Bull, and then you have in the major circuit you have Bob Charlie, Dragon Chan, Mask Muscle, and Mister Sandman. And World Circuit is Aaron Ryan, Hiki Kigero, um, Mad Clown, and then Super Macho Man. And then if you get through all three of those without a, without getting knocked out once, I mean you can get knocked down, but you just can't lose a round or lose a match totally. Um, you unlock Special Circuit, which has Narciss Prince, Hoy Corlo, and then the Bruiser Brothers, Rick and Nick Bruiser. And just so, just so our fans know, um, Xander did not look at any notes when he uh, spouted those names off. <laughs> uh, and I just want you all to understand how much he loves this game that he just remembered every character. I mean, it, it helps that I that I go back and play this every I'd say every other month I go back and, and do a run through because the, the game realistically, once you've kind of got the character patterns down and you, and you know what you're doing, it really only takes you about 15 to 20 minutes to get through this game. If you, again, if you are aware of counter punches and, and how to get people dizzy and how to knock them out quick. So do you have a favorite boxer that you face? That I face? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm mean, saying that you face all of them. I don't know why right. I said that you face. I think the one that's most fun for me to play is probably Mr. Sandman. I like his his uh, style um, and the the combination that you have to do the punches in. 
Um, and it's also interesting that he doesn't ever like, even though he's Mr. Sandman, he goes super slow. He never, he doesn't stay dizzy for long. Like he wakes up faster than anybody else, which is interesting because he's Sandman, you know, he's supposed to be asleep. See, he would drive me crazy. Cause if you went for a, a shot to his face and you missed, like he would do this like maneuver, like this dodge, like move his shoulder maneuver mm-hmm. and then get you like in the stomach. And I, I, that drove me crazy. Yeah. Um, he also, I think he's one of the only, I think he's one of the only opponents you fight that you can't knock down in, in two rounds. I think, well, no, I, cause bald bull also has to, I think it's the, like the boss characters you can't do with the exception of Nick Bruiser. Well, let's take your word on that. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I could be wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure every character in the game. So if you knock the characters, the opponents down, three times then you win you move on tko but, yeah but some of them you can you can beat so badly that they'll either go down in one round or they'll go down in two and that's a, a ko yeah i think um I, when i watched the speed run of this there was a few that i came across that uh they had to knock down twice yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure it's it might also include mad clown but i think that might be it. There might be at most. I think there's five or six, but I'd be there's, willing to say it's probably four. There's at least one in the first circuit. I know. Yeah, that. the first circuit is is bald bull because he um, he gets up the third time and he does the bull charge because yep. you can beat him fast enough to never experience the bull charge. And the third round always starts with I think it's like three or four bull charges in a row. I think bear hugger may be the same way, but I'm not sure. No, bear hugger. I can I can confirm that he goes down in two. Okay. Now, Gabby J, I know, goes down in one. Yeah, you Gabby can J can go going. down in one. And uh, I think my best time is six minutes or 6.7 seconds. And I Pretty think nice. it's a total of, uh, I think it's a total of like eight hits altogether, maybe nine. Now, Gabby J is an interesting fella because he is, he's a lot like Glass Joe. Yeah, and uh, actually, he has his record is uh, ninety nine w- losses and one win, and his one win is against Glass Joe. It is, yeah, because Glass Joe is technically his trainer. That's how the story goes. Mm-hmm. Glass Joe was ninety nine and one. Wasn't he ninety nine and zero? Glass. No, Joe? he had one win. Okay. Do you know who he got his win against? I don't. We'll get back to that. All right. So. Uh, my favorite wrestler was Mad Clown because he would throw the balls at you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and depending on – there was always, like, an opening, and you had to go with that opening. I just – I always thought that feature was really cool. And I liked uh, Narciss Prince because you would punch him in the face and he would get furious, but it made the fight so much easier that way. Yeah. But I liked how when he knocked you down or you knocked him down, he would wake up and, like, shake himself out of it and realize what he did, and he'd get back to, like, having this, like, snarky look on him. I think Mad Clown is my least favorite person to box in the game. Really? Yeah. See, I always had a hard time. I think it's it's Hoy Coral. That was the guy with the cane, right? Yeah, Hoy Corlo and the special. Oh, circuit. I could not stand. He'd push you with the cane against the like. I oh, it drove me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the Nintendo Power ep- uh, issue was like he's fighting with a stick. Is that even fair? And I was like, what? Yeah, whatever, dude. Well, like, Vega a, fights with a claw. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I mean. You also have Dragon Chan who like does flying kicks. So like you realize quick, like, oh, fair doesn't matter in this game. <laughs> I mean, because in my opinion, he's the hardest one to fight. Because honestly, I didn't have that hard time against the Bruisers the first so, time I played this. The first time you played, you didn't have a problem with Nick Bruiser? I mean, obviously I lost a couple times until okay. I went to Panner, but like it wasn't like Mike Tyson. Right. 
So in my head, this wasn't like as bad. And I still had a harder time against Hoy Coral than I did against, like if I, if I took a loss, it would be against them first. Fair enough. You know, on my replays. Yeah, it took me a long time to take Nick Bruiser out the first time. And then I just, I just kind of learned how to get him down faster. And he's the, he's the one I fought the most because I'm try, I keep trying to yeah. beat my record on him. And I've, and I've gotten a fantastic record on him. Um, it's on my SNES cartridge that probably would have netted me the world record for a while. Ooh. Um, but I think it has since been topped. Which, yeah. who is this? Nick Bruiser, the very Nick last Bruiser. fighter. And what's your, what's your record? My record is 7.74 seconds. Gotcha. Okay. And I think the, the, the top is like, it might, it might be sub seven or it's just over seven. I don't recall. Well, when we get to the speed run segment, we'll, uh, we'll Ooh. get into it. Yeah. Cause uh, Nick Bruiser, uh, if you beat him and you get a time that gets on the board, if you look down far enough, there is a time by a G Joe. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the story goes is that Glass Joe's one win is against Nick Bruiser in a freak accident, <laughs> according to Nintendo Power. That is interesting because his uh, his I, record's undefeated. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what like alternate universe this timeline falls into. But yes, according to Nintendo Power, the one win that Glass Joe has is against Nick Bruiser. Huh. Maybe Nick Bruiser just didn't ever want to count it. I wouldn't if I was him. Glass Joe's a wuss. <laughs> he, he got it annulled. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite fighter to watch in speedruns, Traps? They all go so quickly. You're not wrong. Um, I'd probably say I really like Dragon Chan. He's pretty mm-hmm. cool to watch. Um. Also, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of Bear Hugger because he's a he's a he's just a big guy. Yeah, flannel shirt. I like well, it. Imagine imagine Bear Hugger, because I remember you had asked earlier what Mad Clown looked like. It's the same. It's basically the same. Oh, it's stripe. the same body shape. I saw yeah, that. It's the same yeah. body and just red red overalls with a with a checkered uh, checkered yep. shirt underneath and a clown yep. hat. Clown I hat. saw that. Yeah. So I did see that the voice actor for a lot of the fighters. Uh, was done by Charles uh, Martinet. Oh, yeah, Mr. Charles Mario, Mario, himself. Mario himself. Yep, yep, he is. Um, and then Makoda uh, Wada is the one who did a lot of the designs for the newer characters. And actually, he was the first person to be hired as a full-time designer for R&D3 uh, when he started to do the character designs back on the NES. So he helped with doing all the character designs for the new ones as well as the old ones. Wow. Well, he's got a good legacy. Uh, and then I got some stuff for the reception of this game. So it wasn't uh, in the top 50 best-selling games, which surprised me. So it sold less than a million copies. I couldn't find the number. Um, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 8.25 out of 10. Um, in 1997, it ranked at 56th on their, best, on their list of best console video games of all time. GamePro gave it a 4.5 out of 5, 4.5 out of 5. And then IGN ranked it 17th on their top 100 SNES games of all time. Wow. 
Where was uh where was Super Punch Out on the uh what was that horrible list we looked at? The complex? <laughs> complex, yes. I almost pulled that up too. Every time we do a Super <laughs> Nintendo game, I'm always tempted to pull that up. I don't but remember I, if it made it actually to be honest. No, it did. I I, uh, I can pull it up. But I, I remember I did that joke I think it was on the Joe and Mac <laughs> episode. I was like, Oh and you guys have you guys heard of complex? Yeah. <laughs> Well, while you look that up, Chops, you want to tell us a little bit about speedruns? Yeah, so just like the regular, the, the original Punch-Out game, the community around Super Punch-Out and Punch-Out is kind of crazy, in my opinion. Um, they're, they're fans that love the games, but they take it very seriously as well. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of their optimized runs uh, against the boxers are are usually based off of tool-assisted runs. So they try to use a TAS uh, to figure out what the most optimized human-capable run is and try to mimic that. Right. And so they do this in a couple ways when they keep their records. They uh, do individual fighter records, and then they also record full game session records. Um, so you have a lot of runners who just do individual fights and try to get the best time for that individual fighter fighter. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who try to get the best time for the game. Um, and so I'm going to go over each fighter itself and okay. then, um, you know, we can, we can kind of talk about that. If you want to guess Xander on what you think I would the love time to. might be. And I, I've can, got my, can... my switch pulled up in front of me with my records. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'll share, and I don't know if, if any of these are my absolute best, but they're the best that I've done on Switch. Mm-hmm. So I can share what my what my time is, and we can see how uh, how close we are. Yeah, if we want to start with Gabby J right off the bat, give me your uh, your time. So my Gabby top J. time on on Switch is six point seven one seconds. The top time is six point two six seconds. So I got some time to shave. You do. Bear hugger, thirteen point two six. 12.92. Piston Hurricane? So close. Uh, 6.15. 5.49. Yeah, that one. I'm, I, that one. So Piston Hurricane is one that I, I learned when I was little. Like when I first played the game, I've, I discovered how to knock him out quick, and I was always proud that I could do that. So I've always just kind of done my own style on that. I've never looked up if there's a, a more better or a, a better way, which apparently there is. Yeah. Um, bald Bull. 8.75. Bob Charlie. Uh, Oh, I went the wrong way. Uh, Bob Charlie, 11.9. Oof, you got a lot of time to shave on that one. 5.5 seconds. There's probably a trick to that one. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, there might be some of these that I'm way off on, but we'll find out. Dragon Chan. 15.9. 7.30. Yep, that's... Half of my time. Uh, masked muscle. Nine point two. Six point three. Man, Mr. I thought I had a really good run on him too. Mr. Sandman. Uh thirteen point six nine. Ooh, you're close. Thirteen point one three. Nice. Uh all right, let's go with uh Aaron Ryan. Twenty one point two six. I'm sure is way better. <laughs> Eight point four five. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> a lot um, of these uh, have been me just like 
I have not really looked up how people have done it. A lot of these are just me playing it over and over and trying to counterpunch everything. And I'm sure there, there's obviously better ways. To do and and I'll, I'll um, share with you something that'll make you feel even better after we go through this. Great. Um, Heike Kagero or Kiki Kagero. Yep. Sure. 17.5. 9.94. Mm-hmm. Mad Clown. 17.98. 9.05. Yep. Uh, Super Macho Man. 22.47. 9.43. And then in the special circuit, we got Narciss Prince. 14.28. 8.28. Uh, Hoy Corlo. Hoy Corlo is Hoy Corlo. Uh, 14.35. 8.35. Okay. Uh, Rick Bruiser. 17.75. 10.65. And Nick Bruiser. Uh, my best on Switch is 9.37, but again, my best overall is 7.74. Well... It is 7.52. Nice. So you are pretty close to all these. One thing that I want to mention that will make you feel even better, um, Xander, is that in 2014, during uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, um, they had a speed run that was a blindfold speed run that is probably faster than all your records that you've ever had on this game. Most likely. Uh, (laughs) I used to blindfold the entire uh, minor circuit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to be able to do the entire first, the first four fighters uh, with my back to the screen. Oh, wow. Now, who is that, Chops? It's a... Uh, it's Zallard. Who was it Zallard? Of course it was Zallard. Zallard, who, ru- who holds the majority of these records, with uh, exception to um, Piston Hurricane, Bob Charlie, Dragon Chan, Mast Muscle, and uh, Mad Clown. Those are all it's, held by different. He did people. so. He even did Nick Bruiser blindfolded. Yeah, um, yeah. They do the whole ex- extremely impressive. So the whole run is twenty four minutes and nine seconds. I highly recommend you watch it because it it is a it is an amazing execution. Well, what's yeah. what's incredible to me about the the Nick Bruiser run specifically is that it's the unlike every other fighter, he is RNG. He's one hundred like his his first. You can hit two jabs. And his first move is one of four. Mm-hmm. So he got incredibly lucky that he guessed correctly. Uh, it's most of the runs. So they also do this for the original punch out is all sound cues. But also it's, it's a guessing game. So they know if they jabbed what their, you know, what their next approach yeah, to it is. Right. So they have a lot of safety strats. Um, I know that him and there's a who hootie or hootie. Did a did a race last year at one of the GDQs that was like super super neck and neck. And then yeah, last I year, seen, seen those runs. I just don't recall in detail. Was it was it did, was it regular punch out or super punch out that they did the blindfolded two people one controller? So yeah, I don't. That was uh, the original punch out. Original punch out. Okay. But what Zaller did at one of the GDQs was he played the original punch out and super punch out at the same time on one controller yes yeah, i, I do that remember well. that so that is that like one of the crazy. coolest things so he uses like a splitter that goes into both systems using an, a super nintendo controller and would essentially time it so that on the nes punch out when you press start it uses your power your power punch like we mentioned but it pauses like xander had mentioned on the super nintendo version so you would time it so they would pause and do the super punch at the same time and then do matches while the other person's down and was able to beat both games together in 21 minutes and 33 seconds <laughs> it's crazy yeah, like nuts. i said the, the speed run community for this game is 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 some of the 
best and craziest yeah. fans, I think, of, of a gaming uh, series. And I want to give a I want to give a shout out. So there's a, a really uh, you know during the golden age of speedrunning before people were taping it, like back in the early 2000s, there was a speedrunner for the original punch out called Matt Turk. And he basically would go into all the FAQs and other websites and explain how he did all his times for all the boxers. And he still holds records today for some of the boxers because he essentially got their most possible quickest like tasks times on these fighters and some of his records held for the next like 15 years that were just recently broken mm -hmm. uh but he oddly never played super punch out so he has no records on super punch out but i often wonder what would happen if this guy who basically like developed the speed running for the original punch out would have started at a game like super punch out mm-hmm yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed for those who can switch back and forth between Super Punch-Out and the original Punch-Out. It's it's tough for me to go back, and that's why I wasn't a huge fan of the Wii version of Punch-Out, because I just love the way Super Punch-Out handles, like with the counter punches and all that, that I can't... I'm not nearly as good at the original Punch-Out as I am Super Punch-Out. Yeah, Super Punch-Out, it's a piece of cake. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Too close. So that those are the three things that Little Max says, depending on how many times he was knocked down in a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know because I never played the game. Right. Oh, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, so it's... Uh, too close. It's right on if it's... Because there's four I think things. He does right on, I believe, when he wins a title. Yeah, right on when he wins a title. And then piece of cake is if, he not, if he's not knocked down at all. Got him is in two hits and then two closes if you got knocked down twice. Yeah. Good old punch out. Good old punch out indeed. You guys want to take a quick break, talk, listen to one of our partners, and then come back and talk about the music? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! You guys have something to say about this soundtrack, and I don't think I'm going to like it. But before you talk about how you think it all sounds the same or whatever, let's just go ahead and shout out Takashi Kumagawa and Masaru Sakakibara. We don't have to shout them out. We, we I mean, already we will. Sakaki, we did. Masaru Sakakibara. I thought maybe I'd misread that, but I did. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the soundtrack? Because I love I mean, I just love everything about this game. What's your favorite part about the soundtrack? The favorite part about the soundtrack? Like, uh, what, what makes you love it so much? Besides your nostalgia for the game, which can be blinding at times, what do you love about the soundtrack? I like the uh, the heavy rock kind of guitar sound it has. Mm, okay. I like how punch... I mean, it's punch-up, but I like how punchy the soundtrack is. How it just starts out hammering in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, what about okay. you, Glitch? I like the music during the fights. Yeah? Yes. Like for each fighter? So each circuit has a different song that goes in the background, so the minor circuit fights have a different song, major, world, and special. Gotcha. So, But 
uh, as we'll you know play a couple tracks here, every individual fighter has their own intro. Mm-hmm. Do they though? Yes, they do. Because the soundtrack is awful. <laughs> it, wow. It's I skip through so many songs thinking they're all starting exactly the same way and they all go exactly the same place, which is nowhere. Um, <laughs> and they're extremely repetitive. So short, shortly repetitive that I don't feel like that there is a, it's, it's to me almost even not a song so, at that yeah. point. It's, it's a, it's just a tune. It's like a ringtone. They're more this less, game is full of ringtone sounds. They're more or less jingles for all the characters because it's for a screen that's presumably going to be there for all of, I don't know, five seconds while you read the quick little excerpt and then start the fight. Yeah, but a jingle's catchy, not annoying. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I know every single one of these songs, I can identify the fighter by the song. And yeah, again, all, that is all ra- to me. It's because they're racist, that's why. And and it's because, <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but I think it's because you have this film of nostalgia that, that allows you to identify him. Me being a impartial viewer of this game having not played it and isolating the songs, I can tell you without a doubt, it is a bad soundtrack. Right. But you, in order for you to, I mean, there are some games that can stand alone, but some of them you have to have the context of what's going on. Like you have to understand, Oh, this is a screen that's here for all of five Uh, seconds. They need to convey, they need to convey the personality of the fighter in the small time that you have before you start fighting. them. I will concede to that on some level, but there are, awful horrible games that you could never picture what the gameplay is like you have amazing soundtracks that should have no purpose representing that hot dictionary for nes is one of them we've talked about silver surfer pixinary for the nes has an amazing soundtrack for some odd reason (laughs) yes but chops do you like the soundtrack for the original punch out uh i like it more than this game so you like it more than this game even though in the original punch out the intro to each character was just yes because 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 well, that's not even entirely true that's what that was just the text sound every yes. fighter in punch out had their own depending on what region of the world they were from had a song that was similar um, to that um it's because the and and it's something that i think is is unfortunately a gripe of mine with the nes is that those tones in the SNES were so overused and not pleasant to me that I just don't like them at all. Um, those those heart those rock tones, as you want to call it, just sound like terrible drum beats to me. And we just have uh, to keep in mind that Chops literally didn't have an SNES until we gave him one. True, very true. And he's used um, to his Sega Genesis but, robot fart noises is what we have. What he has but to I, but I, to. I will say I will compare too much, this too much sounds. Get I will away. Com- <laughs> I will compare this immediately to the Spider-Man games. It sounds exactly like the Spider-Man soundtrack, and I like that soundtrack better than this game. So Xander, That's what's fair. the first song we have? Because we got to get going. On yeah, this. we certainly. No, do. I want to gripe about how dumb this soundtrack. Okay, no, I'm kidding. All right, so we're we're gonna start out with the with the song that plays during the menu.
it kind of just repeats from there. Because again, these songs. Oh, really? Are, it repeats? Again, these songs are menu songs that go by very quickly. <laughs> mm, didn't know. Yep. Well, <laughs> thanks for your pessimism, Chops. It's like, I'm having flashbacks to the Mega Man X episode when it was you and me talking about how much we love Mega Man X and LPJ is just sitting there, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, uh, just don't care for it. Yeah, but, but we also... I never, never, never really played it. He, I, uh, he, I don't really like it. He also volunteered for that episode, but then told us he didn't like the game on the episode. <laughs> so I at least gave you a heads up that I'd never played this before. And we offered you a chance to sit this one out, and here you are. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta ruin things every now and then, so... All right, so the next song we're going to listen to is The Minor Circuit Fight, the song that plays while you are fighting in the minor circuit. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep. so interesting there's parts of the song that i don't remember because i've never gone in a fight more than like 20 seconds oh i'm xander and i got such great times i i totally agree same here <laughs> i mean chops, <laughs> only, chops has only watched speed run so it's amazing he's heard any of this soundtrack it's true i don't usually hear any of it when they're speed running well let's get to the song that chops picked he wants chops to listen the song he sure yeah, did. it was the about the fifteenth uh, pass on the YouTube playlist, and then it's like, oh, this one, this one sounds different. It doesn't sound like I've been playing the same song eighteen times. Yep. So this is the theme of Mad Clown. That's the one you found. The, again, I, it's Mad Clown is <laughs> it's like my the, least favorite character in the game. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It sounds like a circus. I, it also harkens back, I think, to classical music. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's like a Beethoven or uh, Johann Sebastian Bach song. Yeah, I don't know which you one. You can think that, absolutely. Um, but it is just weird. It's short-lived, like all the other songs um and it's just yeah it has to do with a clown that's why i chose it fair enough you're a clown uh, i'm gonna play the last two uh the last two character themes out of order because it's the order that i like them but we're gonna listen to the bruiser brothers nick and rick bruiser Not awesome, but it's a character that I love. Uh, I think Rick Bruisers is, is considerably better, so let's give this one a listen.
most of them are key changes halfway through, but I like them. I can understand how you think they sound the same, but I like all of them. That's fair. Uh, and then the last song that uh, the Glitcher and I both agreed needed to be in here is the staff roll. If we ever do an ending credits theme, if if uh, Glitch doesn't take this one from me, this will absolutely be in my top eight picks. I love this song. because the credits um aside from just showing you everybody that worked on the game flashes through and shows you all the fighters and you get one last kind of send off uh from them they'll say something to you which is uh it's it's really cool to watch you'll get a quick clip of them fighting you'll see them do like one of their signature moves or you'll see them just getting hit um and then they'll just say something like uh, hoy corlo is like ah you've got you've got a good spirit let's spar again sometime or yeah. Uh, other times it's just the the guys are just like yelling at you. Uh, we 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 gotta we gotta fight again. Or yeah. Mr. Sandman I, says, "When I it, fight you with my eyes closed." Yeah, I think one of them says. Um, what's neat is when uh, when you fight Mr. Sandman, his introduction is like, "When you wake up, you'll be lying on the floor" or something like that. And then when you see his like parting message, it's like, uh, "When I came to, it was me who was lying on the mat" or something like. That. It's just so, so yeah. like a cool like. Good job, kid. You 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 fought well. Uh, what's great is uh, Nick Bruiser, or rather Rick Bruiser, is like, man, I'm okay, but Nick, he's really upset. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. It's just like three dotted lines, right? No, I I maybe depending on how you take him out. Like if you take him out, and I guess I would have to do further research into this because I don't recall. But I'm pretty sure he says something like, no, this this shouldn't have happened, or something. He's he's right. real upset that you shattered his his perfect record. Uh. I, I miss things like that. This yeah. like credit roll because like in Donkey Kong Country they would do things like that. Like the credits <laughs> would play, but then all the enemies would come on the screen and have their names and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's something that we don't get anymore in video games. That we used to get like in that Super Nintendo era. Yeah, like all the, the different Mega Man games the where you see roll. like yeah, yeah, you exactly. find out Mega the characters' Man. names and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bummer we don't see that stuff anymore. It just goes directly to like well and also a lot of times credits now are like skippable so they just want to leave them bare so that nobody sees what's going on or there's something that's unlockable in the menu so they don't want to give away anything but uh yeah it's it's a bummer that we don't see that so much anymore so what is uh, our lasting impressions of super punch out other than chops hating the music well i mean i hate the music (laughs) (laughs) anything else chops i mean the music's bad (laughs) 
be the worst. Uh, by the way, I forgot. I did look up that complex magazines <laughs> list. Yeah. <laughs> I so I, I, there was an ad that was playing in the window, so I just closed it out once I got to the number, and I was like, I don't even want to deal with this web page anymore. I'd never want to go back. But it was uh, number 18 on the 18, list. 18, wow. Yeah. That's real impressive. So high praise. Yeah, that's high praise. But they probably uh, had the year wrong. They probably put September fourteenth, uh, which is totally or, wrong. Or, or, or they, they or like, they said it was too different from the original Punch Out, so they can't hang. I, not enough recurring <laughs> characters, and they probably <laughs> had it as October fourteenth instead yeah, of the, September. The image was of the arcade cabinet, right? Yeah. God, complex. You got a you got a lot of work to do, my friend. Xander, what do you have to say about this game? That obviously means a lot to you. Yeah, I I really love this game. It's. Um, one of before guitar hero came out this was my game that i could like boot up and show off to people so i just i it's always going to have a, a soft spot in my heart um it's a game that i feel is infinitely replayable it's a game that now that i've heard how awful my times are i'm going to put a lot more time and <laughs> if i can get closer on some of these and see if i can commit it to memory because a lot of times when i go back and play i remember minor circuit really well and then certain characters here and there but there are some that i just never have the pattern locked down for so you're going to do start practicing for blindfolded runs, right? I might. Yeah, that might be uh, what my streams turn into. <laughs> That'd be That'd great. Be cool. I'll have to mute it when Chops is there. So Why is but, that? Because otherwise you'll just comment the entire time, like, the music's awful, and then you'll spend all your channel points to make me play something different. Yep. Accurate. <sighs> all right, gentlemen. I think it's time to get into our retro relapse. It is. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Glitch, what did you pick for us today? Uh, I picked, and I'm going to butcher the name because I can't remember it correctly, Mighty, Mighty Bomb, Bomb Jack. Jack. Yeah, yes. so I got it. All right. Yeah, Mighty uh, Bomb Jack, which was NES. released by Tecmo. Um, later ported to the Amiga Atari ST and Commodore 64. Um we played this. This is the NES version, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. Is that what you played? That <laughs> that's you, what I played. Did you play the special <laughs> version, or did you actually play the normal version? I played the normal one. I recognize that there was a special version, and I played <laughs> the normal one. Um, but did you know that the NES version was only released in Australia? No. Yeah, it wasn't released in uh, U.S. until Virtual Console. Interesting. Interesting. Uh huh. Jinx. Um, so yes, released by Tecmo. Um, this is a game based on the sequel, or this is a sequel based on the game Bomb Jack in 1984. Um, basically, he plays Jack, a protagonist of the game. He's going to make his way through a pyramid that has 16 levels and defeat the demon Beelzebut. Beelzebut? Yes. Hmm. And rescue the royal Pamera family. And you like fly, you like jump around, and you collect bombs. You can change colors. You could open up chests. Um, it's you're, it. it's a very simple game. That's all that you could do. Pretty much, yeah. Did you guys know that you could change colors? Did you know what they did? So we, we I jinxed uh, the other person that's on this episode. We had to say his names for me to unjinx him. Well, uh, real quick. Super punch out music's awful. Um, but Xander, Xander, Xander. I hate you. Also, <laughs> yes, Beelzebut is most likely because back in uh back in the early gaming days you couldn't make any references to, to Satan or the devil or anything like that. 
Right. That's why the the demon in, is is called Satine instead of Satan. And so Beelzebub is probably instead of Beelzebub. Probably just small edits like that. Yeah, nope. probably. And yes, you can change colors by hitting the B button, but what does it do? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, so I, I did. I figured did? it out. Yeah. Oh, so tell uh, us. So when you start the game, you're red, and the only way to open chests is by jumping on them. So you jump on them, and then you have to jump off of them to open the chests. I don't know how I got. Uh, there's like a number on the right that has like an M, and it goes up one, two, etc. It, you have to collect a certain item. But if you press the B button, right? Is that what you said? The B button? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't say anything, but okay. Xander I did. Uh, you can now open chests by walking up to them instead of having to jump on them. And if you pressed it again, it would turn all the enemies on the screen to a coin for like a few seconds. Okay, so apparently mighty coins are things that you can pick up and they allow Jack to change colors. Yep, that, that explains the M. Yeah. Yeah. Blue allows Jack to open orange treasure chests. Uh, orange allows him to open any treasure chest by simply touching from the side. And green transforms all enemies in, on the screen into coins for five seconds. Cool. But to prevent the player from becoming too greedy, the game automatically sends the player to a torture room if they obtain more than mi- nine mighty coins or 99 seconds on the game's time. Yep, because oh. each uh, mighty drink adds 10 seconds to the game counter on the, on the timer. And yeah, then the, each coin... Is, um, I think is, is part of the ability to, you know, change your colors. Right. So that's kind of mean that they uh, send you to a torture room. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't get that far. I think I saw my number got up to like seven at one point, but I was using the power up. I didn't pay attention because in the older games where it looks like it's just score, I hardly ever pay attention. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and I played until I got a game over and I think I made like three rooms. Okay. It was interesting enough, and I think if I learned the mechanics, I might be more uh, likely to go back and play this a little more. But my first um, instinct is like, okay, this is a game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Uh, I mean, I got through it, so I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know. I didn't... It didn't affect me any. It just felt like I was running through a game as fast as I can with no purpose and there was no bosses that I got up to. And I was like, well, if this is all this game is, I'm okay with never playing it again. So, Chops, what do you give it on the 8-bit scale? I'm giving it like a 2.5 out of 8. Like, it, it, there wasn't a lot to it. And I'm sure it gets more difficult, but it seemed very easy to me to play. Yeah. Tanner, what about you? I didn't love the the jump was always, like, ridiculously high. There wasn't, like, a... A difference in the jump if there was added, oh there was i yep for me it was so you always... have to you have to tap the jump on again to cancel your height oh okay see these are things that would have been helpful to know i probably would have enjoyed the game a lot more uh but my initial my initial reaction is probably like a three out of eight i I'm, okay. i've heard of the game i know it has some praise i just uh i didn't put enough time into it so my i actually never heard of this game i just saw it on the list and i said let's do it i don't know much about it i liked the music i thought the music was kind of cool yeah music yeah, wasn't, wasn't bad. bad um but yeah i mean i didn't get to a boss either i think i got to like room three or something like that level three because there's like uh there's a regular level and there's like a mini game where you got to collect all the bombs yeah which and, is, so, well, and some of the bombs stage. were like ignited and i couldn't figure out what that meant yeah i didn't 
I wasn't like gonna sit around and watch one of the bombs go off. I was too scared to let that happen. But um, I don't know. I'm gonna give this a four. I think uh, four out of eight. It. Uh, I could replay this. I could see myself picking this up and playing again to see how far I could get or what the boss battles were like. That's fair. Yeah. Right. So maybe, at least it wasn't like crap project. fest. Yeah, it could have been wor- much worse. Mm-hmm. It could have been painful. Yep. I got a list going for you guys. The oh, painful yeah. ones I'm saving. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, uh, quarantine never ends. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's let's move on then. Yeah, we're gonna jump into our stage theme bracket, which we've had some uh, some songs that I've been upset about. Me but, too. Uh, well, me three. Yeah, what ones yeah. have you been upset about? Tetris. Tetris. I thought I Tetris was going to win this whole tournament. Did you guys know they're making a movie about Tetris? No, really? Oh, yeah. That's like a documentary? Like, it's it's no, it's a it's a dra- it's a dramatic uh movie. It's about the it's not like squares are falling and going to blow up, but it's <laughs> but it's supposed to be about the legal battles of the guy who created it and the guy uh, I don't remember who it is specifically, but apparently Taron Egerton is attached to it. Interesting. The guy, the guy who played uh, in Kingsman and was also yeah. was, uh, um, Rocket Man. Yep. Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, I found that out today. I heard a story about that today, and they were like poo pooing it. And I was like, I don't know, that might be kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, Eddie yeah. the Eagle. Uh, I'm still salty about Hydrocity Zone. That makes me real sad. It's but. in pre-production and it delves into legal battles, which took place during the Cold War over ownership of the game. Yeah. Oh. It's got a long and storied history. Yeah, we'll it does. talk about it someday. But sure, we, right? What do we got today, though? What's, what's today, today? Uh, we have Casino Night Zone from Sonic 2, which is composed by Masato Nakamura. Uh, this is one of the very first... Uh, this actually made it from the very first round and is still kicking, so... Let's take a listen to Casino Night Zone. track is so good it's yeah. all, all sonic game songs just put me right into that level yep uh and so it is going up against the silence of daylight from castlevania 2 which composed by kenichi matsubara
love how, again, it's the punch out episode. I love how punchy <laughs> the the drums are in that song. Hey, reminds me of uh, the original Ninja Turtles game for NES. Really yeah, a little bit. I hear that. I hear that a little bit. It reminded me of the GI Joe game for the NES. That's fair. I'll have to. I've never played it. I'll have to list, uh, to give it a shot now that oh, I can retro stuff. The soundtrack now, is amazing. Now these uh, these are a one and two seed going up against each other. I will say the left side of this bracket pretty much went as a, as a seeds matchup to go because uh, next week is also a one and two seed. But the right side of the bracket, both the number one seeds lost in the first round and one of the number two seeds lost in the first round. So the, the right side is what's really chaotic in this bracket. Yep. I, I honestly don't know how this one's going to go. These songs, I, I really enjoy both these songs. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for me as well. But uh, Chops, what ways can everyone vote for these songs? Well, if it tickles your fancy and you're a fan of this show, you can vote at Facebook, Twitter, and in our Discord. Just look for The Legend of Retro on Facebook and Twitter, and there will be a bracket option for you to vote on. And if you're in our Discord, you can also cast your vote in there when we post it in our Legend of Retro channel. But also, if you are a patron member at the $1 level, you also get the ability to vote there so you're getting a total of four votes possible for you to determine the winner of this bracket but there's also other benefits to patreon oh yes if you are a dollar member you also get access to the state of the zilla podcast which is a podcast from our network from our podcasters that is about anything that we wanted to talk about comics video games um not related to what we already talk about action figures, all sorts of stuff. But if you join at the $5 level, you get an extra episode from each of our shows on the network. So from us, it's a Game Shark episode where, what have we talked about in the past? We had part two of our 100 SNES games list on there. Uh, We had, what else? Rhythm of Retros. The draft is on there. So if you love the bracket, you can hear us draft our picks and then you can get insider info on who's going up against who. And then the other shows on the network, you've uh, got the, uh, for GameZilla podcast, you've got the, what? Must Remind or Bust. Me. Must or Bust. For Last Action Podcast, you've got Post Credit Scene. Noobs and Dragons, you've got Behind the DM Screen. And then the Noiseland Arcade Podcast, you have the... Smart Line. Smart Line. Here Jinx. it is. Well, now Tell Glitch me, can't me, talk. Me. Hey, thanks oh. for saying my name, Jops. I, I said it. it. All right. I did it. Um, and he- something that we <laughs> we haven't done before, uh, that I think we should get into the habit of doing. We had new patrons over the last month, which is great. And I want to give a shout out to them. We have Davy Lee, D Fizzle, Super Lars, Jessica, and Gorka the Ninjas. Thank you guys so much for becoming patrons. It really means a lot. Oh man, Dork uh, Dork is on there. Yeah, Dork jumps in the streams all the time. So uh, we really appreciate down. you guys uh, joining our patron. Oh, you know, we really appreciate all the all the support we get from you guys. So it's great. And if this is a proper ordering, last week we talked about a campaign uh, to get three new patron members uh, that would say that they joined Patreon just so that they could hear the glitch rap. And uh, I really hope that campaign is going strong. I mean, I haven't heard anything yet. So I don't. I think as far as I know, it's still zero. Okay. 
Remember when we tried to entice patrons by uh, taking a video of the Glitch and I playing Dance Dance Revolution? Did that happen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, you don't want that now. That'll be a new stretch goal. (laughs) There you go. If we get enough, maybe we'll do it shirtless. Yeah, I'm supposed to do a rap about Tigress. uh, About the Tigress. (laughs) Tigress from Gauntlet Legends. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. I can't wait. Now, I've not listened to the Gauntlet episode yet. At any point, do either one of you say, Red Fighter needs food? No, none of oh, us man. do. That was my favorite part about the Gauntlet games. Was yeah. the voice acting? No. Yeah, the, the Red the, Mage needs food. Back. The narrator? We did talk yeah. about how the narrator was a pain in the butt. Yes. <laughs> Magic defeats enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Keys are used to open doors. <laughs> uh, yes, go back and listen to that episode. It's great. Do it. And, uh, what else do we have to plug? Anything else? Uh, you can check me out on Twitch. I'm streaming pretty regularly. Uh, now He's been Craig streaming blindfolded weekend. super punch out, so go check that out. One of these days I will. Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash Zando Calrissian. Uh, you can jump into our Discord if you ever want to hop in and talk with us about things. I don't know if you guys have mentioned that. But uh, that'll have links to our, our streamers as well. Um, any support there is greatly appreciated. And uh, keep listening to the podcast, man. Give us some ratings and all those things. But I, I've got nothing else. I feel like this is we've had our we talked about our game, we've yep. talked about our retro relapse, and we've talked about our 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 fan bracket. That to me is a TKO. Right, right on. on. Jinx. Great. Well, we will catch you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues. Chops, chops, chops. When the legend continues. <laughs> <laughs>